Hello guys and welcome to episode 14 of the Natural Physique podcast. Um, I hope you're all doing well wherever you're listening to this in the world. We do have quite a few international listeners now. Um, it's quite exciting, you know, being on episode 14 and seeing, you know, I will go and look at the analytics and see people from different countries in the world listening and that's just super exciting and um, cool to hear or cool to see. Um, so yeah, if you find that you're getting a lot of value from this podcast, please drop me a DM on social media. Um, you can find me at Crendel Coaching um, on on social media. I'll put that, I need to start putting my Instagram handle in the bio so you can, can give me a follow. And I also post a lot more content on there as well. Um, but in today's episode, guys, I wanted to talk about the reasons why you might be strong to build muscle. And this, this episode I wanted to put out there because I've been that guy kind of wandering aimlessly around the gym. I've also been that guy who thought, you know, I knew what I was doing, but in reality, um, you know, I was coming into the gym having no idea what properly I was doing. You know, I knew how to do the exercises, but I had no structure to what I was doing. I wasn't logbooking anything. Um, I would dirty bulk for a few days off Chicago town pizzas and tangtastics, I remember them. Um, and yeah, and then after that, maybe three, four days, I wouldn't eat enough. You know, I'd be in a calorie deficit for a week and be wondering why I wasn't like putting on any weight, why I wasn't growing. And these are some of the reasons. So um, I think, first of all, you know, if that sounds familiar to you, you need to hit yourself with a hard dose of reality, hit yourself with the hard truth understand if you are kind of going through these motions and you're if you are frustrated with the lack of results then you're gonna have to do something about it and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about in today's episode um, so excuse me guys I've got a black coffee here um, when I moved to Glasgow, I purchased the coffee machine and it's been an absolute game changer. So if any of you guys are into um, coffee, like honestly, I'd recommend just buying a proper proper coffee machine, um, a, a, a decent grinder um, and just grinding from whole beans because it just it just changes your morning, honestly. And ironically, it's actually stopped me drinking a lot of coffee because um, it takes so long to make a cup. So normally I will sort of make one cup in the morning, which will take me about 10 minutes. Um, but I love the process of making it. Um, and then later on, I'll be like, ah, it's a bit late to make a cup now. It takes so long. Um, so yeah, it has been a game changer. Um, and yeah, it's good coffee. Anyway, enough, That's I've got sidetracked a bit there. So let's get back to, to building muscle. Um, so number one, guys, I think you just have to be growth-minded um, if you want to, to go ahead and build a lot of muscle. So you know, any venture you want to get good at in life, you always need to, to be wanting that a little bit more, want to find out how to do something better or more efficiently. Um, and, and we could go back to coffee here, guys, uh, because, you know, when I got into coffee, bought that machine, I was like, oh, cool, I've got everything to make a perfect cup. The more I dug deep into it, the more I was like, holy shit, there's a huge community on coffee out there and, and how to make things better and how to, you know, 
how to get the perfect extraction and stuff on pressure and temperature and I was like there's a lot and and you know it just depends how willing you are to dig deep um and and like likewise with uh you know muscle building when you get to those um extremes like the advanced stages when when you're getting into these really nitty-gritty topics a lot of that's just to give an extra like half a percent or one percent of muscle uh, and likewise with coffee you know when you're getting to really nitty-gritty maybe it's to make that coffee taste a tiny little bit better or, or whatever so um yeah depends how far you're willing to to dig um, but I always think you should be striving to to grow in some way or another and and looking to improve yourself and, and have an open mind which is really important um, I think before in the past when I started I had quite a closed mind where I was like, no, my way is the best way. Um, and I wasn't open to other people's opinions. Remember, like this, I think this is a good approach I go by is, you know, everyone that you meet is going to know something different to you. So like be open to what they have to say um, because, yeah, they might give you a bit of um, a golden nugget on something that you have no idea on. So just be really open-minded guys when it comes to when it comes to building muscle as well um, understand that it does take a lot of time um, so you are going to have to be patient um, don't expect a dramatic change after a few months you do have to put the years in to build muscle as a natural um, and this is this is a little side note here but it's commonly what I see a lot of younger guys um, and perhaps girls but obviously mainly guys um, going into when they're starting off their journey is like they're too fixated on that end result and not putting in the time and not putting in the graft um, that, you know, they haven't established the, the key habits, the key nutritional habits, the key training habits, um, you know, their sleep isn't sorted and they just want that result quickly and then they'll end up going onto steroids and that just breaks my heart um, you know when they're seeing sort of younger guys and they're like 16 17 starting to do that because they just they just want that end result so bad they're, they're not fully in love with the process and that can lead to so many complications later on um, and I want to stop guys who um, from doing that essentially I honestly have no objecting objection to anyone who um, wants to do steroids it's completely their own choice but please if you're going to go down that route make a very informed choice I would say make sure that your your habits are in place like your routine like you've solidly built this um, as a part of your life like your training's on point nutrition's on point and this is a lifestyle for you um, before you decide going down that route I'd strongly recommend you do that so yeah, that was just a little side note. Um, be careful, like, you know, about doing that. And, and be aware that you can make so much progress. Like, you're probably going to hinder your progress if you go on steroids when you're really young, really young, because you've got you've you've yet to fulfill your natural potential um, and you've got years of growing as a natural. Um, and that usually what I see is those guys who, who go on the stuff earlier on and haven't established those habits end up looking worse for it. So... Um, just a little side note there and um, I think that's a really important thing to mention. Um, on the flip side to you know being patient and, and, and you know realizing it takes time, I've seen guys who have been going at this for years and 
they, they still haven't seen any change in their physique. So they're, they're still really stuck in that intermediate zone, um, you know, still stuck in the zone of going to the gym and not sticking to a proper program and being very frustrated with a lack of results. And there's still plenty of gains to be made. So they're not quite at that point where they're advanced and, you know, gains are slim at that point. Um, and I, I believe I was at that stage for quite a while. Um, I'm, I would now say I'm more of an advanced natural athlete. Um, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting limited returns. Um, so I'm definitely at that point. Um, but now I want to talk about some of the decisions and, and some of the actions I took to uh, kind of change that, to be from that guy who is in that intermediate stage, or intermediate zone, um, and I know there's plenty of you out there, and, and not only guys, there's plenty of girls now. Um, obviously, when I was started lifting at the age of 15, 16, it was mainly guys I'd seen the weight area. Nowadays, there's plenty of girls wanting to make um, gains and grow muscle, which is really cool to see. Um, and, you know, perhaps there's some girls now who are like stuck in that zone where they're like, I'm really struggling to build muscle. How do I do that? You know, how do I build glutes or how do I build like um, a strong back and then likewise obviously guys might be might be the same they might be I want to build big glutes or they might be I want to build a bigger chest or arms so so how, how do you actually break out that zone um, and these are some of the things that have helped me and the game changers or decisions I made which actually got me to where I am now um, so the first thing was, obviously, if you've listened to episode one um, for a while, I was going through a stage where I was kind of crossing between powerlifting and um, bodybuilding. I was going into the gym without re real, um, without an idea of what I was really wanting to do. Um, and the best decision I made was getting really clear on what I wanted um, and, you know, I wanted to I wanted to build muscle. That was clear. I I tried powerlifting for a bit, um, but I, I found it really wasn't for me. I was getting injured quite a bit. I think a few of these injuries I had, um, I realized I needed to break my form down quite a bit. So that resulted in me lifting a lot lighter weights and building that up. And then I realized, well, I do actually really love um sort of like training and stuffs, but I want to make this a long-term thing and I don't want to get injured. So I just went all in on bodybuilding. I also found like my my shape was would be quite good for that. And when I made that decision, I think a lot of things changed. But really importantly to begin with was I actually loved the process of training. Um, when I actually saw a good amount of results, like I, because I did, I did get some good results to begin with because I was, um, powerlifting and doing some bodybuilding at the same time and you will see some results doing that um, but quickly you might hit a plateau if you're not doing a lot of the things I'm going to mention in this podcast um, but when I noticed I was progressing quite a lot was when I was sticking to a program and when I was sticking to my powerlifting program I would get really strong um, and I quickly thought well I need to do this exactly the same um, with bodybuilding I need to, to actually stick to something um, but anyway, um, you know, like 
one thing I think is so important is to, to look at those guys, those top level guys um, who, who've got great physiques and wonder what they're, what they're actually doing. Like look, look at them and think what are they doing to get to that, that size, that shape. Um, you know, if you've ever seen anyone who looks jacked with a lot of muscle, um, even, even like CrossFit guys, like a lot of these guys are really jacked. They've got like tons of muscle, they're ripped. Um, it's because they're fully invested into their sport. Like this, the same thing applies um, with these sports, the same principles of building muscle. You just have to do something hard and make it harder over time and do it consistently. Um, yeah, the guy who's doing CrossFit might not be, be building muscle at the same rate as the guy who's strictly training for hypertrophy, but the, the, the thing is he loves to train um, and is very consistent with the training and therefore gets very good results and, and gets decent results and builds, builds a physique. Um, again, it might not be at the same rate, but they have great physiques and, and that might be something you're not doing. You're just kind of not consistently sticking to anything. You're kind of chopping and changing, not progressively overloading. I think that's something which is so important. Um, also, please note that when you are looking at these guys, a lot of them are on stuff um, and I think you need to be aware of that but again you can achieve great physiques naturally you just need to look into um, the world of natural bodybuilding to see that um, but a lot of these athletes um, who have done CrossFit might have done bodybuilding for quite a while as well and have transferred over there so that, I guess that's something to be aware of as well um, <clears throat> so for me it was kind of um, you know, chopping and changing between powerlifting, bodybuilding. Um, but yeah, because I really love training, um, because I did train with like powerlifting and lifting heavy weights, I set a very good foundation um, and I was making some good progress. But when I went all in on bodybuilding, that's when everything um, really started to change. So with that sort of decision, I started to think more of like, how do I really get good at bodybuilding? And by far the best decision I made in, in my lifting career was, um, or my lifting career so far to date, was hiring a coach who was knowledgeable on bodybuilding. Um, so I hired my coach at the time and that was back in 2018, 2019. Um, so yeah, four years ago, up till then, again, I was powerlifting, bodybuilding, but was probably sort of in that intermediate zone still. Um, and it wasn't until the last four years, like my progress, four or five years really, my progress has just absolutely accelerated. Um, so I, I hired a coach who's knowledgeable in bodybuilding and, um, you know, like most guy, young guys, because I was a bit younger at the time, um, I was still going out at the weekend and, you know, spending money on booze and drinking and whatever young guys do. Um, but something flicked, flicked in my head and I was like, you know what, screw that. I really want to get focused on my own self-development, building my physique and I'm better spending this money that I'm spending at the weekend. Because if you think about it, a co that coach at the time was, what, £100 a month. Um, you easily spend £25 in a night out, um, probably more, probably double that. You're doing two nights out in a month, that's what, easily 100 quid, um, probably more. 
just spend that money on a coach and develop your physique and you know stop being sad basically um so i did that i was like right okay let's let's go all in on this coaching and then quickly after i soon learned everything i probably wasn't doing bang on and I think when you've got a coach, when you, you hire a coach for the first time, you really just want to nail everything they tell you to do. And that's exactly what I did. And it just keeps you accountable, right? Having a coach as well. Not only do they have the knowledge um, that they can pass down to you, but it keeps you super accountable. So I quite quickly learned the crucial steps to building muscle, um, which I wasn't doing previously. And these are like, these are kind of, what I've come to say are like what built my physique from going from that intermediate stage to this advanced stage. And the first step was actually just to sort out my sleep. Um, and that kind of meant changing my routine. So I actually did, uh, so if you're, if you're on board the team, I'm, um, I'm actually making us an educational series and all these steps. Um, and the first one is to sort out your daily routine. Uh, I think that's actually the most important thing to begin with. Often a very overlooked factor when it comes to building muscle is how planned and organized are you for the week? Um, because there is a lot that goes into it. Um, so look at your current routine, write down on a bit of pen and paper, take what your current routine is like and, and be as detailed as, you know, write down the times you're traveling, write down, down the times you're wasting on like sp spending time on Netflix or whatever um, and kind of think what am I willing to sacrifice in this week? Perhaps you're not willing to sacrifice that time on Netflix but maybe you could do that during your cardio time, like there's a time saver. Basically find out how you can optimize that week. And the first thing you probably actually look at is your sleep um, and for me that was a big one as well. I was a student and I was, you know, in a really poor sleep cycle. Sometimes I was going to bed at 12, you know, going out the weekends, that really messed up my sleep. The first thing was going out a lot less. My sleep cycle was, I wanted to sort that. So start going to bed earlier, you know, go to bed at like 10 o'clock, um, get a good eight hours sleep. You could wake up six or seven. I mean, seven, that would be nine hours sleep. Um, that would be absolutely perfect. Um, and obviously I, at this sort of stage in my life, I was, um, I was just starting out, like when I, when I hired my coach, just starting out as a PT. So I actually did have to get up early. So kind of naturally fell in that routine of um, getting up a bit earlier, going to bed a little bit earlier. Um, and with that first simple change came a lot more energy, like a lot more consistent energy throughout the day. Um, and especially for my workouts um, and, and generally my whole mood and, and everything just changed. So that little small change can make a huge dramatic difference, guys. You know, if you're going to bed at like inconsistent times, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's one in the morning, sometimes it's four in the morning um, and your sleep's all over the place, um, you're just gonna have a very inconsistent energy. Whereas if you can just narrow it down and start small, think, right, going to change that sleeping window from 10 to 12 o'clock and then go again narrow it down again right I'm going to change that from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock and then bang I go to bed at 10 o'clock I'm asleep by half 10 could be earlier go to bed at nine o'clock sleep by half nine once you've got that everything improves guys that's the first step I would do 
Um, and I made the commitment to get eight hours sleep and a consistent bedtime routine. Um, and this has been the biggest game changer for me, guys. Sleep is your biggest recovery tool as a natural. So you really should be viewing sleep or your sleep routine as rigorously as you are with your training. So um, things like other things I implemented with my sleep was I bought a pair of blue light blockers off Amazon. You can buy them really cheap. Um, you don't have to buy super expensive ones. You can get ones which are, um, you know, 20 quid. Um, I put them on about seven o'clock at night, a couple hours before I went to bed. That really helped because it blocks out um, blue light, which can suppress melatonin, which helps you get to get sleep. So um, that was an excellent little game changer. Um, tried to get off my phone. I mean, this is still something I am quite bad for, to be fair. I will go on my phone when I'm in bed, but I try um, and at least have my blue light blockers on and... Um, if you can get off your phone completely, that's unbelievable we can do that. But I would set a consistent bedtime. I'd be like, right, 10 o'clock, let's get into bed and let's go to sleep. Um, and that's been a huge game changer for me, guys. Um, like, by, I'll set myself a limit on the time. If I am in bed with my phone, I'll say, right, by this time you need to put your phone down. Whereas before, I'd be on the phone till ridiculous o'clock in the morning, just like down down a loophole on YouTube um, and that's not what you want to do because your brain would be so so active and um, you want to wind down. If anything, read before you go to bed. That would be my best advice. Um, so yeah, first and foremost, sort out your routine, sort out your sleep, make sure your routine is fairly consistent and if you establish this good good habits with your routine, you're more likely to fall back onto that because you see the reward from that routine. So if you, you know, if you have a period of time away from that routine because, you know, you're moving house or you something something props up in life because there's life's always going to throw you a curveball at some times, you're more likely to get back to that routine if you can see the reward from it and you've already established that as a good habit. So that would be my number one guys. Um, and then number two was focusing on nutrition and consistently eating in a calorie surplus to build muscle, something I never properly did before. Um, and when people say to me, you know, they're eating a lot and can't seem to put on any weight, um, that, that usually brings me back to my uni days because this is the exact same message I would tell myself. In reality, what I would do is eat a lot for three to four days. Um, you know, I'd be tanning down, tanning down the, the pancakes, Chicago pizzas, the microwave pizzas that were like 500 calories per pizza. Um, and then I'd follow that pretty much with a deficit for three to four days. Probably because, you know, it wasn't sustainable, the amount of calories I was trying to get in. Um, and also because my digestion was in bits after some of the foods I was having. So um, essentially those high cal days were set off by those deficit days. And the fact I still was very highly active, you know, I'd be training still four or five times a week. So I, my body weight would just level off. It wouldn't change. And I was be, I'd be baffled why it wasn't changing, but it was such, so simple. Um, so get your food sorted guys like you don't need to be in a massive calorie surplus to begin with start a small surplus make sure that you are gaining at a nice steady rate 
of half a kilo a week, or you know, if you're listening from America, that'd be roughly a pound, and that'd be max. Um, and continue to do that. When it starts to stall, you need to creep up food a touch, um, and make sure you're getting foods which are easy to digest and are not going to upset your digestion. A little bit of that processed food in there is not a bad thing, um, especially when you're gaining, but the bulk of your diet should be nice, whole, simple foods um, or one-source foods. Um, you know, you look at the label on the back and it's got one ingredient. Um, so another little tip with that, guys, is make sure you, you know, the satiety rating, or that when you are eating a lot, the satiety rating is a bit lower. So typically when I'm trying to eat a lot of food, I, I'll cut out, like my carb sources will be mainly rice-based because I know that's easy to digest for me. And um, it's maybe the satiety reading is not as quite as high as potatoes, but it is a, a, a whole food, simple whole food. Um, but during my dieting phase, reintroduce those potatoes because it's high satiety rating. I feel nice and full off them. Um, so yeah, little tips like that as well. Also, don't be afraid to, to get in the liquid calories as well. I've started implementing fruit juice, easy to get down. Um, quite easy to digest as well, just to get those extra calories in. So you need to be really consistent and, you know, get a diet which is, like, the best thing I would say is, you know, if you are really serious about building muscle is actually just stick to a diet plan for a while. Um, obviously, nutrition's a really individualized thing. Um, and a lot of it's to do with psychological factors and various reasons why people like certain methods of eating. But for me personally, um, a diet plan worked with macros on it. So if I ever wanted to switch the meal out for a light for light meal, all I would need to do is macros, macro swap that um, for the exact same macro. So that works for me, but find something which works for you. Make sure you are eating plenty of whole foods, and, and don't cut out your veggies, guys. You need that fiber intake in there to help with digestion as well and for health benefits. Um, so, yeah, really important. Don't do what I did, you know, tan down pancakes, Chicago pizzas, being in a ridiculous surplus and then being in a deficit for the next week. Let's go into training. Um, basically, with my training before, um, I was training a lot and I would say I was training fairly consistently, um, maybe not as consistent as I would now because now I don't miss a session unless I'm ill. Um, but I was going to the gym, you know, four, four times a week, five times a week, most of the time. But I wasn't log booking, so I had real, no real indication of progress. So a lot of the times I'd be going into the gym and I'd be thinking, oh, what did I do last week again? You know, I hadn't written it down and probably a lot of the times I was actually going in and lifting less than I had the week before. I was just kind of thinking, oh, this feels roughly hard. So I'd maybe go on to a lap pull down and do four sets of 10 um, and there's nothing wrong with four sets of 10, but I would just be picking out bits of information which was on the internet. And uh, this is where my coach came in handy because he would teach me a lot about training, like the fundamentals of um, hypertrophy and training um, variables that we would change and recovering from training. Everything there was to do with training, I, I basically got a good start point from 
my coach. And the good thing about coaches, the coaches learn all this, so they'll have tons of references as well. Let me provide you references, let, you know, look up this. And then I would start looking up all the right stuff, start reading the right stuff. Um, so save, saves you a ton of time, um, essentially, as well. Um, so like like the the nutrition guys, I was pretty much winging it with uh, the training. I was tra training consistently, but um, I wasn't I wasn't training in a progressive overload manner most of the time. And I was maybe going in and doing what I fancied. I wasn't logbooking anything. Didn't really have any structure to the sessions. Um, and when I started with my coach, I got a training plan, which really didn't change that much at all. I just stuck to the same training plan and got better at the lifts on each of them. You know, that's, that plan would last me months um, until we needed to switch something around. And that's something I see a lot of, is just the chopping and changing. It's very easy to get distracted on things like social media and look at, or the, the next training fad, or what is the best way to grow muscle, oh, I'm missing that out, I need to put in. Stay in your own lane, stay with your plan, get consistently better at the, at the basic movements, guys, and um, you'll progress massively, and that's just, sounds so simple, but that's what you need to do. Um, so yeah, that, that all changed. I mean, I can, I can also compare this to business guys when, you know, in business, if you're kind of winging it with business and you've not got a, a business plan or you, you don't have any structure to your business, you're not tracking anything, your business isn't going to go anywhere. And, um, yeah, I know that off, off kind of firsthand as well. I went through the exact same process and then with business started kind of reaching out a little bit more to maybe some business mentors or started doing more courses, etc. And that's um, that's helped massively as well. So, yeah, it's like anything. If you invest in yourself, you're going to get a lot in return. And investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend that. And then let's talk about mindset. Um, obviously, I kind of mentioned this right at the beginning, um, but... Stop focusing on the outcome, guys. Stop focusing on where you want to be and just focus on enjoying the journey and getting better. Um, I think that's so important for you to, to actually stick to it. When I started training, I really didn't enjoy it and I just focused on the outcome. But when I started to implement the things I've talked about, like like getting into training, understanding about training and you know learning about things and learning about nutrition, I really started to enjoy it and get an appreciation of what I was actually doing and actually see the value of it. And it felt so much rewarding getting more rewarding getting results because I knew I'd applied what I'd learned and um, it worked. So you can you can put a lot more faith and more trust in the process when you do it that way. Um, and if you have a good coach, they will help you to learn. They'll say they'll tell you the reasons why you're doing something. And then you usually see the outcome and you're like, ah, that's why it works. And that helps massively with that um, like trust relationship with your coach. And that's so probably the most important thing with when you're starting with coaches, you actually have trust and, and faith in your coach. So um, yeah, mindset was like so important for me. It's just like flicking that switch and stop focusing on the outcome and just enjoy and get better i think what was so important as well is just actually having a community of people so you know community community can be as simple as having 
a group of friends who are collectively looking to improve and get better at something. So I had a few sort of um, WhatsApp groups of people who, um, or, or friends who are kind of like into lifting and we'd chat like on that group, we'd chat about those sort of things. Like, how do we get better at this? Like, what do we need to do? And we'd, I would, we would train with each other and we'd talk about training. And that's so important. If you can find a little bit of community, like wherever you are, um, or, you know, reach out to coach, like with, with my coaching, I try and create that community. So I'll provide training days for my guys and girls on the team. Um, I'll have a WhatsApp group for support. Um, we'll do not only just training days, but like um, social events as well. So I've had a, had a couple of social events and there are things I want to do in the future as well. So I think that community aspect is so important as well. And the last, last but not least, this is the last thing I want to mention uh, today is supplements because supplements are great and there's a reason I haven't really talked about them throughout this podcast, but there's a few like ones I'd maybe invest in. You know, creatine is a notable one. It's been highly researched. Um, the, the benefits to cost ratio is, is there. It's, it's great. Um, obviously like a protein powder to, to hit your protein demands and there's some research into you know um, intra workouts like your highly branched cyclic dextrin EAs and stuff but I would just stop wasting your money on like endless amounts of supplements you know pre-workouts and ridiculous like vitamins and minerals like sort out your diet invest all that extra money again if you're spending another like 50 to 100 quid on supplements each month but don't have a coach like what are you doing um spend that money on a coach the most important things are the things that i've talked about getting those fundamentals down your sleep your nutrition your training your mindset once all those are in place um and if you have more a little bit extra cash aside then maybe look into some supplements but they're only going to add a tiny little difference, maybe like half a percent to one percent on um, if you're a natural. Obviously, if you're assisted, like supplements, like the special supplements are going to make a big difference um, if you've got all of these things nailed down. But we're natural here, so the supplements that you're going to buy are just going to add a tiny bit on. You're looking at all these sort of natural test boosters and stuff now, guys don't waste your money on that like they're probably super expensive a lot of these haven't been trialed in humans there's not really any conclusive evidence to suggest that they work properly um so you're just as well spending money and and actually improving yourself not going for that quick fix and hiring a coach so yeah that's what i, I wanted to get all that kind of off my chest today basically because I think a lot of you guys need to hear a lot of the stuff in here and and I wanted to help anyone who's maybe made the same mistakes as I have or or making the same mistakes as I, I have to to kind of go down the right route now and focus on a lot of those things I mentioned um, because then you will start seeing the results. Um, a big thing here is also self-belief guys because Going back to the start where I talked about, you know, this is a slow journey. Everyone build, builds muscle at slightly different rates. 
Um, you are going to see the genetic freaks on social media, um, but believe in yourself because if you believe in yourself and what your own ability, you're going to reach your full potential um, and you're going to look back on yourself in three or four years time having implemented a lot of these strategies in this podcast and think I'm glad I did that, I'm glad I started doing that and, and I actually believed in myself that I could get to this point. So always go by your own progress. Always look back on yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Always look back and think, look how far I've come in three years. That's because I've been doing um, all of this X, Y, and Z and, and just focus on your own progress, guys. So um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Um, I will be getting on some more guests. Um, and if you found anything in this podcast useful, guys, please get in touch for coaching. Um, I'm happy to take you on board. I'm happy to um, share my knowledge and for you to, to set you on the right journey, essentially, to, to building muscle. So if you'd like to do that, please head over to my social media, my Instagram. It's, it's Crendo Coaching. I'll put that in the bio this week. Um, and you can click the link in my bio and there's a... Um, there's a link to book in for a free consultation call or simply DM me and I can go over the coaching process with you and we can get you started. Right guys, I hope you have a epic weekend and I'll catch you in the next episode.